to one, the first stop you should make for your motorsport fix. I'm Sid, and thankfully, I'm only doing your intro today, so you don't have to put with my face for a whole 30 minutes. You have Lauren and Maris sitting down with Isabel Tremblay, and Devon sitting down with Becca Taylor. These two people are Formula Woman applicants. We sat down with them and talked to them about their lives and how they've become a Formula Woman. If you want to know more about Formula Woman, you can head over to our episode with Graham Glue, the founder, and we talked it all through with him. And if you want to apply for Formula Woman, if you want to be a Formula Woman, you can head over to their website. We were actually partnered with them. So you know what? Go check them out and go follow them on all social medias. Enjoy the episode. Now, if you don't already know, Formula Woman is a new racing series that has re, you know, restarted itself. It last ran in 2004 and it's open to females over the age of 17. And its, it's aim is to try and get more females into the sport. If you haven't seen already, we interviewed Graham Blue who's the founder and he told us a lot more about it so if you want to you can go and check out that podcast but today we're going to be interviewing Isabel. Hi Isabel, how are you? Hello, <laughs> thank you for receiving me from uh, Canada. We're going to start off a little bit about you growing up. What was it like growing up? What was your childhood like? Uh, well childhood I was really lucky. I had a great set of parents. Um, my mum was always around, very into sort of trying new things my parents were very supportive and stuff like that so I had a go at guitar dancing all the different sort of things to find what I liked and for me that was netball in the end so I did netball right from being about 11 years old to about 16 getting up to England trials national level and um, so a lot of my childhood was a lot of school the netball in school the netball both boys and backwards but um it was a really nice childhood and I sort of taught you a lot of skills because I was playing with adults at, from 13 years old it taught me a lot of like lifelong skills like organization time management all that sort of thing you don't really learn until later on so it was quite nice I grew up a bit earlier than everyone else but I gained a lot from it definitely yeah I guess you've been a very competitive person from from a child then yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> definitely get that from my dad for sure <laughs> I'm from Saint-Dilac-Saint-Jean, a little village uh, up north of Quebec City in Canada. Actually, I was raised by my uh, grandmother, so I didn't meet my father, I didn't meet my grandfather. So there is nothing to do, racing has nothing to do with my family, the side of my father. But my mom and my grandmother always loved uh, engine and she drove a motorcycle. So she gave me the the the... So it came from more from your mother's and your grandmother's side then, the love of engines and, and cars, motorbikes. Exactly, exactly. And I started at the age of 36 years old to race, like I was a real estate agent. So I never know nothing about it before. It's not like a traditional uh, story that where you have karting, you start at, at, as a young age and but but I had the, the, this uh, passion, this first side love at first sight for for the yeah. racing. Uh, when I did a crazy race in 2008, doing uh, and winning an enduro against uh, 97 drivers and always uh, 200 turns. So that's where exactly where where I, st I start racing. And I mm -hmm. I wish that I could have. Uh, start younger and having all the tools so that I think that there is so many things to do for women now so I'm so grateful for Formula Women to put for Graham to put this together and to show to all women they can go out all the way to their dreams and they can uh, learn from it and they, they, they can do it. 
And what was your school experience like? You, you know, talked about how it was school and netball. What was the kind of school experience like for you um, growing up as quite a, a sporty, competitive person? Most of the time, um, obviously, I was always known as the netball girl. That was always one thing. <laughs> um, always in PE, I ended up playing with the lads rather than the girls for different sports because I'd rather do like volleyball and basketball than badminton and dance. So <laughs> that was always... Um, quite funny but I mean I just like to knuckle down and get the school work done I was quite ha hard working and dedicated with that I think because I didn't have the time free elsewhere I sort of made the most of school as I could I went to a grammar school as well so they were very strict on stuff like that too cool um and did you have a any sort of dream job when you were that age was it sports related or anything else um that you were interested in when I was first started school it was kind of based around being a PE teacher um, and then it kind of went into chemical engineering weirdly um, right. <laughs> and then it's gone back to being like a teacher again but um, I think things change constantly like you learn a lot of new experiences and have a lot of life experiences especially since school I've worked in the real world and it makes you realise what you value as a job and how important it is to be doing something you love rather than focusing on like the money or the hours and stuff if it's something you love you're not going to feel like it's work. So when you were younger, you wouldn't say that motorsport was your dream job. Did you have anything else that you were interested in that maybe that you did before you love motorsport? Since uh, the age of 12 years old, I always work as a model or an actress. And everybody was telling me all the time, you're so beautiful. You should be a top model. And I didn't want to do that. <laughs> I, when I have uh, met racing, I, I met uh, the, the, the passion, the adrenaline, the speed. Uh, I felt that people were telling me you're good at it, not always you're pretty. So I'm not 20 years old anymore like you girls, <laughs> but uh, at one point, sometimes you have to choose yourself. You have to choose your goal. You have to know exactly what is inside you, make you uh, alive. And that's what I choose when I met the uh, racing but the thing is with the age you have to be um i should say like i, I kept uh, modeling i work for an agency here in uh, ottawa um, i do a lot of commercial i'm doing movie um, it's some things that i love to do because now because i've learned with the time with the maturity and you always need to have a uh, a plan B so <laughs> it, mm -hmm. it was it but uh, modeling was something for me I've met so many people that was a great experience uh, overall and what do you do now as your sort of daily occupation what does your what does a day in your life look like nowadays so I actually ended up going back to university um only locally so I go one day a week um traveling um, apart from COVID obviously <laughs> But I study sociology there just because it was a subject I loved at A level and it will open up a lot of doors for me in the future. And then um, as kind of like my job, I run a chocolate business. Oh, wow. <laughs> something different. Yeah, no, it's definitely, is that like a, a passion project? Is it something you're kind of just a little side hustle for you? <laughs> uh, it started off just making chocolate treats in lockdown last year for my family because I was locked down away from them. I wanted to make something just as they're kind of like, I miss you. Um, everyone said sort of how good it was and I think at the time those people were bringing up these small businesses and everyone said you could sell this why you look into it and that's kind of where it grew and it's grown into sort of the point where at the moment it's part-time um, but I think with the right sort of 
development with it and growth it should hopefully maybe become full-time one day you never know <laughs> yeah you never know I think with with COVID as well there has been a lot of small businesses that have you know yeah. been hit really hard but equally people have had the time to to invest in their small businesses definitely and because everyone's been at home as well I've noticed with things opening back up it's gone quiet again because when everyone was locked down they had nothing better to do than search the web so that's where a lot of these new businesses really sort of grew was because everyone had nothing better to do than be on Instagram, be on Facebook, looking on the internet, shopping. So everyone was kind of like buying useless things because they had nothing better to do. So it really like benefited like those sort of online businesses, definitely. Do you have any heroes or idols within motorsport? There is so many people. Um, I'm looking just at NASCAR. Danica Patrick was one of them. Uh, I find it so sad she's not there anymore, but she's doing something to inspire us again with her yoga and she has a good vibe. She've learned from all of this. Uh, she opened so many doors. On the other side, you talk about Formula One, boom, uh, Formula One but Maria de la Vidota, um, I, I think she was such a great ambassador. She, I felt so sad when she, she, she left us because she was involved with woman she was involved uh, with kids she was involved on the racetrack behind a steering wheel but also in the community so for me to be able to uh, to put together the, the the business side and the sky to be a driver and just uh, you could see her professionalism and her um her passion uh, to to the sport so that was she just uh, that was a, a big last life today then since we sort of talked about childhood and how you've sort of the unconventional way that you got into motorsport you can say so today in this in this time do you have a day job now um with all my experience uh, overall with uh, the marketing side with the modeling um i'm a spoken person right now as a, a different event. Uh, actually, I will be on the 7th of August at the uh, car show here in Gatineau, so I'm their uh, spoken person. I also um, uh, was uh, nominated as a general director for Vaillant Autospa, which is yes. here. That's why I'm here right now. I read all of that, yeah, we read that. <laughs> So uh, we're going to race on Saturday. So uh, I'm uh, working with the team because we are building chassis and mm -hmm. high performance uh, pieces for racing car, obviously. Uh, so this is a big challenge for me. Um, I am very happy and very proud to be able to uh, be close from the from the track, from racing. It's a dream come true. Um, I've done many different work, like uh, as a real agent, uh, or give me some experience to build what I am today. But uh, I always focus on, uh, on on being very close from racing. And Formula Woman was one of the steps and being close from the woman. But now as a woman, again, being part of it and be able to say what I think about the word and having like a... A, a very a good sense of uh, uh, as a racing car driver, but also as a woman and have, having the ability to uh, collaboration with the yeah. collaboration mm -hmm. with Vaillant Spa, uh, 
uh, that's amazing. It's going to be a nice challenge and it's going to be great for Formula Woman uh, too, because my, my first time when I met them, that was um, to get to, uh, to uh, have them as a partner for Formula Woman. So everything came together and now here I am as a, the DJ. So I'm very happy. Talking more about Formula Women and your experience with Formula Women. So how did you find out about Formula Women? How did you get into it? I was working on my project that I talked to you about earlier. And I was uh, taking the time to look over now the internet. It's everything. We can go everywhere in the world. And I start to see that in UK, there was a, a lot of things going on. Uh, many team with all women as a director, as a mechanician, um, mechanician. Mechanic, uh, mechanic, yeah. Yes, thank you. Uh, drivers and good teams who drive with other men. And then I hear about uh, the other series with the Formula One, and I heard about Formula Woman. So I got involved like uh, trying to reach uh, Graham Blue, the, the foundator. And when I've learned about it on the website, I said, let's go. We, we, we have to do that uh, adventure and learn from it and get together. That's gonna be amazing to be all together, like different women with different background, different story and sharing together. I, I couldn't, I had to, uh, to, to, to start and to, to feel and finally, uh, here I am. Moving on from how you found out about Formula Woman, you said you wanted to go for it. Was there any particular reasons why you wanted to apply for it? The thing is, when I start, I start with woman. I, I uh, won the title, uh, the name was uh, the Tigress. I don't know how to say that in English, but the tiger, but in the, the feminine of tiger. So there was all women, but I was, I was learning like other Woman, so that was difficult to concentrate on helping each other when you have to think about yourself and learn. So I think it's a second chance for me to get involved and to give a bit of my experience and learn from others and empower women while we're there. But that's most most of it is to come back to uh, behind the steering wheel, but sharing this with women. The experience as well. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. I saw it on, I'm on like different car Facebook groups and stuff and it popped up on them and obviously you click and you have like a nosy through and I remember reading it and thinking this isn't real like it's not it's too good to be true this isn't like a real thing there's got to be a catch somewhere and the more I sort of read into it because I was really interested in the whole sort of everything about it the more I read into it I was more like there doesn't seem to be kind of like a catch it this is a legitimate thing and obviously researching the fact it was done back in 2004 on ITV and all the history of it, I thought, wow, okay, this is actually a legitimate competition here. So what what have I got to lose kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. And when was, was it most sports something that you've been interested for a long time? When was it kind of um, introduced into, into your life? Definitely for a long time. I mean, my dad, when I was little, he's really into his cars and I was kind of brought up in that sort of um, atmosphere. So I always remember when I was really little, he'd let me sit on his knee and steer the car whilst he was parking and stuff like that. Um, luckily, never crashed it, so he was quite happy. <laughs> but um, I kind of like grown up with it. When I um, One of the reasons I quit netball was because I wanted to get a job so I could afford to pass my driving test, get a car and get into sort of that passion of things. And 
um, I was kind of in the car scene, especially with friends around the area. And then um, two years ago, I was introduced to Lotus. And that's where like the motorsport side really kind of flourished because that is just like your pure track car. And I had a go in one of them on one of their sort of half day things. And I just fell in love with it. And that's when I knew all I wanted to do was be on track. Yeah, so they're lovely cars. Um, have you got any motorsport idols or I guess either human form or car form, if you want to take <laughs> it that way? I think Lotus as a whole is kind of like an idol. Um, I mean, their whole history, the whole like demeanour and everything, and also the people they're associated with. So obviously you've had Romain Grosjean that raced for them in the F1, um, Martin Donnelly, who I actually had as my instructor on the Lotus Day. And all these different people that have just had this passion of motorsport and the the rarity of it, not just all this like technological stuff. It is raw driving experience, and I think that's the side of it that I love. Yeah, definitely. Um, and from that point when you started getting into um, motorsport more, was it a kind of career decision? Did you see it as maybe being something to to work into in the future? I think definitely it was kind of like more a hobby because I think unless you kind of started a bit younger, it's really hard to get into motorsport as a career. Um, I mean, even when I started the chocolates, I thought one of the aims in that was to maybe cater for some sort of motorsport team or F1 team, stuff like that, because I know they have caterers. Um, so that was always kind of like an aspiration. But when the competition came along, it really opened up that door to actually, yes, I'm 22 now. It seems like things have gone a little bit for motorsport, but it really opened up those doors to actually have that opportunity to get into the motorsports career and just sort of re- made me realise that yes this is possible and to really push for it. Was Would you say that was the kind of driving force of you applying and the main reason that you know you were attracted to to the competition? Definitely I think I sort of like applied with a sense that for £100 which was the access fee to have a day on track in assessment was really good value for money anyway um, just because getting on track wasn't what to do but financially couldn't afford it even in my own car and um, what I sort of thought of that as like the logical reason and then as kind of the the main reason of why I really wanted to do it was to be like yeah I want to sort of get through this now and make this my dream come reality. And what's been the best part about the application process or becoming a Formula Woman so far? So far, definitely, there's a couple of things. One of them is definitely the community. I mean, I've made so many friends along this way already just from social media. I can't wait to meet them either. I think being in the car scene as a girl locally, there's not many others. A lot of my friends from school were never bothered. Um, They used to laugh at me when I said you couldn't eat or drink in my car. (laughs) But um, Formula Woman itself, it's opened up that opportunity of making friends in that car scene that you necessarily wouldn't have had. And that's been really lovely to again share that passion with someone especially other females that have got the same goal in mind but also opportunities like um with sponsorship and sort of almost career opportunities that are opened up already before even the assessment is incredible and it's really like put that push through yeah I think that proves that it's not just a racing competition it's you know a massive um organization and structure to helping women emerge into into motorsport as a whole whether it be as a hobby to find you know friends as you said or as a career opportunity definitely and I think even as many of the other women will sort of agree even if they don't get through the first assessment then there's still been this whole journey along the way that experience that we've gained 
but also the fact that there's going to be more opportunities past the assessment. It isn't just going to be, we have the assessment, that's it, game over. It's going to be, we've had the assessment, okay, how can we now grow from this? And I think even Formula Women themselves have said that it, they're there to support you, whether you want to get into mechanics or sort of presenting or media, they're going to be there to help you along the way. And it's a community that's going to keep going and not just sort of end of the assessment. Yeah, that's so important. Um... I'm looking forward to my first assessment, life assessment, actually. Um, being in Canada for us in North America, for sure, we didn't get involved in an event or anything like this, but I'm following the girls. I'm there on Instagram. I'm there on Facebook. I see how much fun it looks like. So I can't wait to, to be really involved. But what I can say for now is I've, I've been um, very impressed with the process, with uh, all the information they give us and all the, um, how can I say that? Um, I'm looking for my word again. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> you can say it in French. Listening. You can say it in French. What? Vous parlez français? Vous parlez français? Little bit. <laughs> Not very but good. I thought, I thought, I felt very impressed how um, involved they are with, with us over, yeah. over the process, even if we are very far from them. So we're receiving like an info letter every second mm -hmm. week um, mm -hmm. to show us what they're doing right now. It's a, it's a big, big event, a big logistics. So I know that... Uh, uh, September, it's not too far from us, and I'm I'm waiting for the next step. When saying you're you're waiting for the next step, what are you most looking forward to in the next stages of Formula Woman? As I know that there is going to be a competition with the start the the Mazda, the competition with uh, the the Pro Eight with Jaguar. There's going to be the karting event. There's going to be the simulator event. Uh, for now, my focus is on training and be able to, to, to get there ready. Um, I'm learning on, um, I'm working on my English too. This is another side <laughs> of me that uh, uh, you have to be able to, be, to, to jump. When you love some things, uh, for sure you have to, to, to learn over it. And there is nothing perfect, but why would I, uh, why would I stop Sometimes things are difficult, yeah. And but that's not that is going to stop me. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to I'm going to focus. I'm going to be able to. Uh, I have a goal, and I'm going to try to do the best of myself. If I see that there is um, something too difficult to uh, to step over, I'm going to ask for help. I'm going to go get the the tools to to be better. I'm definitely excited for the assessment now. I just want to kind of get out on track. I know it's still four months away, but I'm really excited to sort of get out and have a go and sort of kind of prove myself a little bit. So I'm I'm really buzzing for that bit. Yeah, I can't wait to see the the turnout and seeing what some of the talents that um, get brought up. Um, so what are you looking to take from Formula Women as a whole? What would kind of be a goal or one thing that you'd you'd love to to progress into? I think definitely even if I don't make the assessment getting into some sort of grassroots competition I mean even with um, 
just as it is now with sponsorship and contacts and networking because we've got that form of woman as a base it's opening up conversations that you wouldn't necessarily have if you're just someone trying to get into motorsport because you've got that competition back in it's opened up a lot more opportunities and conversations and I think past the competition there's going to be like you say that motorsport career and potentially even getting into a team regardless of the um, assessment if that doesn't quite go to plan but hopefully it does <laughs> yeah fingers crossed so on the that we've talked about what you're looking forward to and how much you want to put into it what are you hoping to get out of the formula woman experience I want to go all the way to the end. I want to share with others. I want to learn from them. I just want to be able to um, empower women. And this is it. Enjoy the ride, have fun, learn from it, give your best. And life is great. Uh, if you're meant to be there, you'll be there. So you, we have to let it go sometime, work hard for what you want. But I, I believe uh, in my journey. I believe in what I've done, what I am now and what I can achieve. So it's up to them after that. It's nothing in my control, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> except when I get the steering wheel. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. Yeah, so we'll just, we'll end it on, um, what would you say to, you know, anybody pondering to become a Formula Woman or anyone who's thinking, oh, is this for me? Or, you know, any younger girls who might think, I want to get into this. What do I do? Where do I start? Because it's a tough world to get into motorsport. It is a tough world, but if you like it, if you enjoy it, if you want to be happy for the rest of your life, uh, just listen to your heart. It's, it's a passion. It's a, when you're into it, you can get out of it. <laughs> so follow your heart. And there is so many, um, there is so many people around that you can ask for, for help to learn. And that's why Formula Woman, it's great. Because even if you don't have experience, if you do, you have great people around to give you the right tools to, to go and just drive. So believe in yourself. Don't let everybody decide for you and do it. Um, so just to kind of round it up, um, what would you say to a young woman who's looking to either apply to Formula Woman or just to emerge into, into motorsport? Definitely just go for it. I mean, at the end of the day, you've got nothing to lose. Um, you're going to be kicking yourself if you don't do it now when are you going to do it and you don't want to be sat there as kind of like I said to myself in a year's time watching it on tv thinking I could have done that why, why didn't I do that because you're better off saying oh well then what if yeah definitely I agree with that 100% um well I wish you all the the very best for the competition um I'm sure thank we'll you seeing more of you um on social media and stuff <laughs> if you've got anything you'd like to like to plug go ahead <laughs> And um, so there is, um, both, well, I say both, but my Instagram, YouTube and um, TikTok page now, um, they're all under the name Driving Bex. So you just have to search that up and hopefully they should all pop up with different things. I know Instagram, it keeps an eye on um, basically my journey through Formula Woman, bits like my car as well, like my Lotus. Um, that seems to be a bit of a favourite. Um, the YouTube has different things and trying to get into sort of car reviews as well, with local garages and helping businesses that way. And then TikTok's just a bit of fun. <laughs> 
yeah tiktok's a great way to a meet people um bring communities together but yeah people tiktok's gone a bit mad but in all the right ways (laughs) as i said best of luck and thank you so much for for coming to speak to us thank you for having me thank you very much that's you know (laughs) amazing advice we can't wait to start watching it and see you guys all out on track so yeah thank you so much for talking to us uh we wish you the best of luck we'll be following you hopefully you know (laughs) we're rooting for you to make it all the way um but yes thank you for talking to us you are you know an inspiration for all young girls who want to want to follow their dreams thank you all for watching and thank you to isabel and becca for joining us on this episode as i said at the beginning if you want to know more about formula woman you can head over to their website or go over to our episode with Graham Glue. We wish Isabel and Becca all the best of luck on their Formula Women journey, and we cannot wait to see where they go. Follow us at Sector One Podcast on absolutely everything, and we'll be back next week with another episode.